At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle podcast with Al Zane and Brian. Welcome, everybody, to the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast, now partnered with Odyssey. I am Brian Rennick. I am joined by the birthday boy himself, Zane Nackvi. Uh, as you can see, our uh, beautifully bald brother, Al Sacco, is not with us today. He has some family uh, obligations. And so Zane and I are going to hold it down and uh, and talk about this, this week six matchup against the Falcons. But first, and most importantly, Zane, how was your birthday yesterday? Uh, fantastic. So, uh, I'm not a big, Hey, it's my birthday guy, but you know, I did, I did tell Jamie Foxx who was kicked out of Cardi B's birthday party that he could enter my birthday party anytime. <laughs> right. So, but it was fantastic. I, uh, you know, you ever had a tomahawk steak before? I have not. So I order them. There's a steakhouse here. Uh, as we go on the side to our show, there's a steakhouse here on the peninsula, um, in the Bay area. And, uh, I, I went there, went there last night with my family and I ordered the tomahawk steak. And it was comically large. Like <laughs> my wife ordered filet mignon. Like my wife's steak looked like a little baby compared to this thing. Right. Like literally this was several steaks. And I was like passing out meat to like everybody at the table and stuff. Right. And I still have some left over. So guess who's, who's eating steak tonight? This guy. That guy. That steak is a two day steak. It's at least That's a two day steak. It it's like a, uh, like a four person <laughs> two day steak. It was un- unreal. So yes. Definitely recommend it. Uh, Aria Steakhouse on in, in Palo Alto is where I went. So uh, there thanks go. for the give, give me a free uh, tomahawk on the house. Yeah, Aria. Let's Just go. Give me some business here. So. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and sponsor this uh, 49ers Web Zone No Huddle podcast. We're down. Exactly. <laughs> free steak for life. Let's go. Uh, so Zane, our 49ers are at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Stayed on the East Coast. This is what the fourth, fifth season yes. in a row that they uh, that at they have the stayed. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. That they have stayed out, uh, out East. It seems to have done very well for them. And so mm-hmm. they are traveling to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons, uh, this Sunday, 10 AM kickoff. But we got to talk about the big story or the storylines, if you will, coming out of the Greenbrier. And that is injuries. And it seems like it's something that we have to talk about almost every week. In almost every week, every season, uh, I don't know. You know, we said it last episode. I'm not sure if 
uh, Levi Stadium is built on some sort of cursed ground or if the gods of Candlestick Point are, uh, you know, getting revenge against the team for leaving, uh, leaving the city. But, man, it is uh, the, the injury report is long and it has some pretty important names on it, uh, namely on along the defensive line, Nick Bosa who still hasn't practiced as of today. We are recording this Thursday, October 13th. He did not practice today. The good news was Samson Ebukam did. Uh, Eric Armstead didn't travel with the team. Javon Kinlaw also did not practice. And so we are looking at a fairly thin defensive line heading into a game against a team that runs the ball really, really well. So what what do you think uh, we have to look for uh, when it comes to these defensive line injuries, so even with Abukam practicing today with the with the Achilles, I think that he may be on a pitch count, especially with that type of injury and recovery. It could it could significantly get, get worse, especially on on turf. And I think that for the other the other guys, Armstead's on IR. We know he, we know he's not going to play, but yeah, with Bosa and and Kinlaw, with them, I think there's some hes- hesitancy to even have them like practice or play on turf at all, given the sure. team's track record on that surface. So maybe I would say we were kind of talking about this before the show, like those guys coming back, I would probably predict for them to come back number one in a home game because we play on grass, obviously. Right. And probably mm-hmm. after the bias an extra week to, to heal up. Cause you said that, I believe you said that um, off the air that they're playing the chargers the first week after the bye here in Santa yeah. Clara. So uh, I would expect them to, to come back at that point uh, and have a full defensive line. So that means that the next essentially two games plus the bye, obviously you're playing with the patchwork defensive line. Three games before the bye, you've got Atlanta. They play Kansas City at home, and then they travel to Levi South and face those LA Rams one more time before the bye. Yeah, uh, no, no I was talking. Again, I was talking about after this week. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know we know they're not playing this week, right? So yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that like with when it comes to that. D'Amico Ryan's going to have to find new ways to bring pressure. Like, he doesn't blitz a lot. They did blitz quite a bit more against Carolina, and I don't know if that was a precursor of things to come from him, knowing that he has a defensive line that's kind of patchwork. But they're not going to be able to get the same pressure on the quarterback that they have been when, obviously, the best pass rusher in the game, in my opinion, him and Micah Parsons, is is not on the field, right? Nick, yeah. When Nick Bosa's not on the field, it changes everything. Oh, so 100%. that, to me, is going to be like, well, what's D'Amico Ryan's counter? Because Atlanta, they do run the ball well. They're not a very good pass-blocking offensive line. So there is that. But how is defense going to generate pressure? And what are they going to do at corner opposite Mooney? Because they have not made a decision on that. There's been no announcement on who's going to play and what's going to happen over there. So I don't know if it's a game-time decision over there. Or, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think their options are over there? Um, I, I feel like when things like this happen, right, where you know that a player isn't going to play going in like after Sunday's game, right? Mosley was injured, so obviously we knew someone is going to have to start opposite that. Uh, it feels like every time that has happened, we don't find out that answer until game time. And I think right. that's just kind of football coach gaming, right? Just making the other team kind of plan for for whatever you know, and we were talking off air, the the candidates to replace Mosley, you know, really you're looking at, I, I don't think Lenore is going to be uh, one of the options. I think they would probably prefer to keep him uh, in, in that nickel or that slot corner role uh, just because he's been 
incredibly successful thus far this season at that. And you really, you don't want to weaken two positions by moving somebody, you know, from where they're playing well into a position where they may not be playing well. And I don't know if, 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 if you remember Zane, but uh, last season, right. Diamador Lenore was very much like Sam Womack, kind of the talk mm-hmm. of camp, right. This rookie corner, uh, fifth round pick uh, yeah. out of Oregon, right? That was Lenore last season. Came on like gangbusters in the preseason. All they could talk about was how good he was. And after getting burned for a long touchdown against the Eagles in week two, we almost didn't hear from Lenore again that season. And it was mm-hmm. it, and it just feels like history is repeating itself a little bit with Womack. But I think part of it is that Lenore is not, I mean, he's not a bad athlete at the position. I think he runs in the high four fours, uh, but I don't know that he has the athleticism to stick outside, right? Which is why I think they moved him inside and he's a solid tackler, which is par for the course at that, at that nickel position for the 49ers. And he doesn't necessarily get exposed for his lack of top end speed, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas Womack, Womack played outside at Toledo. Uh, That's where he made his name. That's where he became one of the better coverage players in the nation at Toledo. And Womack runs in the high four threes. And so I I think personally, I, I think Womack might get the first crack at it, mainly because the other options are the barnacle, Dante Johnson, and mm-hmm. and they may they may say, hey, you know what? We would prefer his veteran savvy out there than 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 a rookie. Um, because whoever it is, they're gonna get picked on because mm-hmm. now Ward, right? Ward and Mosley were playing really well together, which meant you gotta you gotta pick your poison and 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 teams were doing that, right? They were throwing against Ward. That's why he leads the lead league in pass breakups, because Mosley was straps on the other side as well. So mm-hmm. now that you've got a hole there, I imagine teams are going to try and pick on that on that side of the ball. So who do you want there? Do you want uh, a veteran who may not have, again, the physical skill set of your young rookie cornerback, but he has the veteran savvy to, to, you know, to stick out there and, 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 and probably not get terribly exposed. Or do you go with the, with the kid that, you know, showed a lot of promise in college has the athleticism to be out there. Uh, but if he gets picked on right. And, and, and gives up a big play or, or gives up a, a, a bunch of yardage, maybe a touchdown or two, does that does that kill his confidence? And and maybe that was part of the issue last year with Lenore. Maybe that play really destroyed his confidence. And so the other option is Ambry Thomas, who many thought, hey, you know, it, it could be Ward, Thomas on the outside, and and Mosley on the inside going into this season, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the way that Ambry Thomas finished the the twenty twenty one campaign. Uh, especially with that game ceiling interception in week 18 against the Rams. I, I don't know. I, have you seen Amber Thomas's picture on a milk carton? Cause I haven't seen him uh, this season at all. I don't even know that I've seen him on the sidelines. Like he has just disappeared. So I'm not sure that's one of the options, but if it were you, if you were D'Amico Ryan's, I mean, what, what do you think you would do? I mean, it has to be, to me, it has to be Womack because you're not going to move Lenore out of the slot. He's been so successful there. You, you don't want to mess with that, right? And, and I think yeah. that 
if you're bringing somebody and Womack has been playing, like, you know, he, he'll play special teams and he'll eventually get in and reps with, with, uh, with the defense, with the regular base defense. But I feel more comfortable with a guy like Sam Womack, who's already been playing rather than like getting an Ambry Thomas, who I don't think has even been active for all of the games and, mm-hmm. uh, and, or Dante Johnson, who is, is kind of like a wild card at this point in his career. Like you don't, you know, he's, he's, He's the barnacle, right? Like he's not a spectacular. He may turn in a, a good game for you here and there, but you need a you need a permanent sort of solution, not permanent, but well for the rest of the season sort of solution. So, yeah, whether it's biding your time until Jason Verrett's ready, and even I want to remind everybody, even when Jason Verrett is healthy, he's not going to come back full speed. Like he's not coming back for right. the entire duration of the game for the defense, right? Like they're going to ease him back in. He'll be on a pitch count, especially coming off of a major knee injury, like you're not going to, you're not going to have him go, you know, full bore the entire time. So there is going to be a little bit of platoon work there. Now the question to me is like, who do you platoon him with? And to me, I'm most comfortable with Sam Womack. Like you said, he played there in college. He's a natural outside corner. He's got speed to keep up with some of the speedier receivers. And you know that he's going to get picked on. Now when talking in the context of this week, Marcus Mariota has been totally mediocre so far this year, right? Like he has, four touchdowns, four interceptions. Like he has a passer rating of, of 78. He hasn't thrown for, he's throwing for less than 200 yards a game, completing less than 60% of his passes. So he's been, he has not been good. Like they have not been getting Kyle Pitts the ball. Kyle Pitts only has 10 catches for 150 yards so far this season. So their biggest threat is, is Drake London right now who has 22 catches. So I think that in that sense, you almost make Mariota beat you, which means that you're going to get action for those corners. They'll, if they can sell out to stop the run, that's a, that's how Atlanta's been winning, right? The two games that they won, they've run the ball really well. And, you know, you can argue against against Tampa Bay. They they probably should have won, too, if they didn't get a, a phantom roughing the passer call, oh which is one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that when it comes to this, this week, uh, they're going to have to make Marcus Mariota beat them. And I think they're comfortable with that because he has not been good this year. The only reservation that I have is – if you ask like a rookie corner like Sam Omak to cover for more than four seconds, is he going to be able to cover? Because your pass rush is not going to be able to be what it's like when you have Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead on that field at the same time. No doubt. The pass rush obviously will not be the same, especially if Bosa's not on the field. Uh, the one thing, though, that, that the 49ers have that is probably the envy of most of the rest of the teams in the NFL is just absolutely insane depth along that defensive line. Uh, Somebody tweeted out, I think it was yesterday, uh, the the starting defensive line for practice was uh, Charles Amenahu and Kerry Hyder on the outside, and then Kevin Givens and Hassan Ridgeway on the inside. And I tweeted out that that is the starting defensive line for a lot of teams in the NFL, right? And that is backups to backups for the 49ers, which is impressive. But, you know, we, we were talking off air briefly before we, before we went live. People, let, let's, let's put to bed, let's put to rest this idea that Jason Verrett this week is going to possibly be the guy that mans it outside. You made a great point, Zane. This game is on turf. I don't think they're going to allow Jason Verrett to even suit up this week. Why? Mm-hmm. Why put somebody who's recovering from a, a, a torn ACL that he suffered on turf to now play on turf, right? Their next three games, I think we said earlier, they're home against the Chiefs next week. They are on the road against the Rams the following week. 
Then there is a bye. And then they are home against the Chargers. I think if Jason Verrett sees any action at all, I think you're probably looking at that Chargers game as really the mm-hmm. first. Um, I don't think, you know, his practice window is open and they're going to have to make a decision on him before that Chargers game. I believe the decision they have to make will be after it's a 21 day window, right? Correct. And it started and they started that window last Monday, I believe. Yeah, so they have until, yeah, yeah, they have until the, the, it was at the, the Monday of the bye week, right? To make a decision. Right. So mm-hmm. I think at that point, they'll make that decision. I, I would assume it will be that, that they will activate him. I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything about any hiccups for him, which is nice. Uh, but I don't think, again, it, we're not looking at any field time for him until at least that, that Chargers game. So it really is the, the three, the three options of Johnson, Wilmack and, and Lenore or not Lenore and uh, Thomas. And like you, I, I do think Womack is going to get the first shot, but like you said, this Atlanta and, and why not give him a shot? Because this Atlanta pass offense is not good. It's not mm-hmm. really very good at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Atlanta's rush DVOA. They are second in the league only behind Cleveland, right. uh, but their passing DVOA is 18th, which tells mm-hmm. you that again, they are elite at running the ball. And they are less than average at passing the ball. And, and a lot of that has to do with the guy that lines up under center, Marcus Mariota. Um, but. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 